Hello one and all and welcome to this. The Backhanders here. We bring you all the ins as well as the outs from the great game of tennis. We cover each tennis slam and are unafraid to slam that very tennis. My name is Lightning and with me a man who in the podcasting world is known as the GOAT. Due to his hygiene and eating habits, it is Catters Catters Welcome. Oh, Lightning, good to be with you. Even your lamest of attempted taunts cannot get me down, Lightning, because I'm in that beautiful time of the year where the birds are chirping, the women are not responding to my approaches, and it is post-French Open springtime, baby, and I'm loving every minute of it. Lightning, as we turn our attention to grass, I feel that tennis every year finds some form of rebirth, and it's not pretty. I mean... I don't know if you've seen any of those sex education classes, but it, the, yes, there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that goes into the life cycle lightning. Mm. But as the sporting gods thrust and give a final heave ho in order to just launch a new tournament into the world lightning, I stand there as the passive father on the sideline giving a single clap and saying, good on ya, Good job. Let's eat the placenta. That is... A wonderful two-week tournament on grass. So as I munch my strawberries and placenta at this year's Wimbledon Lightning, think of me. Cutters, I sense what you're suggesting is something beautiful is being birthed. And it is, of course, Wimbledon 2021. Real tennis. None of this French stuff. We move to grass, a reputable surface. But Cutters... There's already a blight on this tournament. We're already hearing of the biggest names in tennis not making it to this year's tournament. Yes, to mix analogies a little bit, I know I mentioned Mother Earth earlier, but if we cast our mind back to Genesis, Adam and Eve were happy standing on the grass in the Garden of Eden. That's where we find ourselves now. Yet this bloody snake comes slithering back in to tempt one and all. And in this case, that snake, of course, represents the French. And the French are not happy enough to just ruin our early June. They have to then pull down a few great players and take them out of said Garden of Eden Mm. lightning, and it's really got me annoyed. Is it not enough that you caused our Naomi to have a major breakdown? Nope. Nope, not enough. You've got to taint her further for future tournaments. Is it not enough Mm. that you Mm. lulled Sir Rafa into Mm. immortality by giving him a statue and then ushering him out at the semifinal? No, no. Mm -hmm. You now have to break his body, give him post-dirt fatigue, and see him out of the Garden of Eden. I don't have much more to add to that lightning, but I'm pissed. (laughs) I can see, and you're taking us through ancient mythology to show us the level of devastation you carry. The two biggest names in tennis cutters, Nadal and Osaka, not featuring this year. And of course, other huge names, David Goffan. I've heard of that bloke before, and he's not going to be featuring. We'll hear about him a bit later. It's such a shame to already have the white garb of Wimbledon tarnished, spoiled, to have some red residual dirt splashed upon it and yet of course we turn to the all england club and so let's focus catters on what we await on the green catters wimbledon what what does it mean for you to me it means purity lightning it means an untainted tournament that has managed to exist 
above the average person. And Lightning, as you know, I'm undergoing a little rebrand of my own at the moment. I've been criticized for being elitist, Mm. and I've had to fire multiple butlers on such account (laughs) of dissent. And I I also dispute that fact. I've often fired clothing out to the homeless from my yacht, of course, with a t-shirt cannon. (laughs) Of course, it was Target brand. I'm sorry it wasn't better, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. And I did call them beggars. That didn't help either, Lightning. But I've tried to position myself a little bit more as the man of the people. As you know, I've asked you for some time to call me street catters, just to give me a little bit more cred. That has not caught on. But similar issues are facing the All England Club, I'm afraid, Lightning, because this whole world has changed in the last, well, you know, as far back as I can remember, because things constantly change. I could draw you a diagram. I mean, it's it's amazing how things tend not to stay the same. But more specifically, (laughs) within the last few years, from a social reform perspective, we are getting far more woke when it comes to major Mm -hmm. issues of racial disparity, of the way that we see gender norms, the way that we approach class. Mm -hmm. Everything is being shaken up. And... As a white male in his 30s, quite frankly, I'm afraid because this privilege didn't come easy, Lightning. (laughs) I worked hard to earn this golden cosmic ticket in life, Lightning, that allowed every door to open for me. And I'm not about to allow the rest of society in. If that's exclusive lightning, then guilty is charged. But that's not how I would define it. And let's face it, my view counts the most. So the issue is that we have a tournament that has for so long reflected a lot of my values, lightning, which has just been conservative, exclusive, out of touch with the common person and resistant to change. So that beautiful summation of these values all in a very nicely curated club called the All England Club. Mm. And Mm. I'm worried that this club is now suddenly looking like it's at odds with Black Lives Matter, with LBGTQ plus Pride Month. There are certain forces at Play Lightning, and I'm worried that they're going to infiltrate this bubble that, let's face it, we've spent 130 years trying to protect. (laughs) And I feel like people aren't that sympathetic to my plight. So where do you stand on it? Not to put you on the spot. (laughs) Kat, as I sense, what you might be referring to is some of the policies around Wimbledon that are under threat. Yes, I'm referring to, for example, the all-white policy. And this has safeguarded the tournament against upstart hooligans Like Andre Agassi with his mullet wig and his skin-tight jeans and... Progressive values. (laughs) Exactly, Lightning. This is not the place for those things. They know that one of the most annoying factors when entering a tournament is having to pick what outfit you have to play in each day. And instead, they said, no, you pick up the linen from your hotel room, you sew it into some sort of garment, and you keep it white, as white as my soul. (laughs) Their words, not mine, Lightning. (laughs) So I too was utterly distressed 
when the All England Club relented in the late 90s and said that you could have an accented colour on your garment as long as it was no wider than 10 millimetres. And that was the day, Lightning, that they lost their grip on reality. It's a slippery slope, Lightning. I don't like to use the slippery slope analogy, but you start with a small accent on a seam and you end with... Kiki Burton's wearing her sequin bikini that she has demanded for the last eight years. And I'm worried, Lightning. Mm. So, Katters, I'm trying to get my head around where you're going. Kind of so anti-progression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anti-diversity. Uh, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. So I'm assuming you'd be a big fan of the kind of traditions that we see marched out at Wimbledon that we don't see anywhere else. The The, the bowing to the royal box and... And such. That's another great example, Lightning. The bowing to the Royal Box. I mean, in 2003, I have found, thanks to the Shat Institute, that the All England Club relented and said that players would no longer have to bow or curtsy to the empty Royal Box. And I think that's where it starts. You start allowing these players to not have to respect an empty box. What's next? You know, they're... I used to love the simplicity of the players bowing to the royal family, the winners of the juniors championship meeting Prince Andrew at an undisclosed location. Just the simple (laughs) traditions. (laughs) Too soon? (laughs) Not soon enough? Depends who you ask, Lightning. (laughs) So, Lightning, I've got major problems with it because, again, the box represented elitism it represented the fact that there is something to ascribe to there's there's a royal family who have a bloodline that you can at least hope one day you'll be able to marry into and also enjoy the success that they have earned over the generations and i think that was a really healthy message to send out to the kids <laughs> lightning my research that has been done thanks in large part to the shat institute a shout out oh, to yes. that uh, money draining machine in mumbai they have come back with some of the historical evidence that the brits are losing the plot and mm. you have to look no further than for example the balls that they play with lightning okay these were once squares which i thought was a strong move back in the day, a stance against cubism. And yet they relented and they went for circular. And fine, I'm happy to go with you on that. It made play a hell of a lot more interesting to watch. It made the rallies a lot longer. Okay, I'll give you that. But the balls were white for a long period of time, which I thought was brilliant. I love the idea of having white lines, White players dressed in white, hitting white balls. No one could see a friggin' thing. Visibility was super low, but it was good for the fans. And yet in 1986, quite late, some might say, they relented and they changed the balls to yellow, making it easier for the players because, oh, the players have opinions and apparently the players have personalities and they have desires and wishes and hopes it's a disgrace and lightning i was one of those people on the front line opposing players even representing their countries i think if we look at tradition you are representing the british empire and you have no say in that there is no individual territories you are a colony of her majesty and i think that distinction should never have been made And if that makes you think that I'm some sort of of out-of-touch colonial guy, then I say you're a savage native. (laughs) 
but I hope we can meet halfway on my side of the bridge. <laughs> so, Katas, I can't say the backhanders officially endorses all of your perspectives, but what I sense is you really value tradition and a tournament that upholds the greatest of traditions and the purity of tennis. So, Katas, it does therefore make me pretty keen and pretty interested to see what it is you are excited about in this year's All England Club for Wimbledon 2021 in our first segment, Come On. I've got nothing in my head. I'm just really excited and I want to hug the whole stadium. So, Cutters, what has got you excited? Lightning, I know on that previous little diatribe of mine, I might have sounded fairly conservative uh, to the point Mm. of alt-right, and apologies for anyone's feathers that I might have ruffled. But like any good policy, there's always an exception. Mm. Like, never swim directly after eating or no throwing knives at a school camp. There's always a small exception (laughs) that must be noted. And in this case, Lightning, I want to applaud one St. Nick Kyrgios for shaking up the establishment fresh off of his hosting gig from Ninja Warrior Princess or whatever that show down under is called. (laughs) He has emerged suggesting that perhaps himself and some other players could let out some of that post-pandemic anxiety that only he knows too well as COVID cop Mm -hmm. by sending a tweet that was curiously sent in the middle of the night. But he tweeted this idea ominous already dot 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 (laughs) i'm pretty sure his manager would get these four or five times a week and just have to um (laughs) put out the fires but curios writes idea dot 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 curios which again (laughs) okay we're only two words in lightning and he's already (laughs) using himself in the third person which is a brash move the catters digs this idea dot 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 curios versus which tennis player boxing match Let's go. Classic. Brilliant move (laughs) from St. Nick. On the dawn of Wimbledon. (laughs) On the eve of Wimbledon, clearly suffering relevance deprivation down under, he's decided to turn his hand to boxing anyone within the ATP who's or WTA, presumably, who's willing to fight him. And uh, I just love the gall of St. Nick. He's shaking things up. Brilliant. He's starting his own underground fight club, and I'm here for it, Lightning. <laughs> Absolutely. And, of course, Cutters, the classic part of the story was the take-up from Tennis Sengren, who <laughs> tweeted back, I'm down for a dance. Now, wouldn't that be a center court for the ages? <laughs> These are two men who have very little to do with the actual sport that has made them famous. <laughs> First of all, Tennis Sengren, I applaud you as well for managing to tweet something that doesn't offend most minority groups. <laughs> Oh, Cutters, you would have thought his parents tried to just put in a bit of a prompt by naming him, well, Tennis, and yet, clearly, uh, you know, maybe he needs to tattoo it on the forehead or something, but it's... I don't know how we can explain it to you. We deliberately didn't name you Round 6 Fight. (laughs) That was your brother's name, and he is out on the farm. Hey, Round (laughs) 6! So in this mad, mad world, Lightning, what are you excited about? 
Well, I'm oh, look. I don't know if excited is the right word, Catters. It's a sense of occasion. I feel I am excited to have the chance to farewell the great Federer. For surely this is the Fed's last dance. At 65 years, he's 65 years old. I don't know what he is, Catters. <laughs> I've lost count. But this bloke has had a longer farewell tour than the Seekers, and he is holding on for grim life. He has only multiple sinews of ligament left in most of his body, and yet he is still finding a way to wield a willow. And of course, on grass, he brings out the wooden racket. He's a man of tradition, and of course, that is why we love the Fed. And Catters, don't be surprised if... um, If he whips out his white balls, just as a (laughs) shout out. Because it's getting sad. The longer this goes on, and I want Fed to be preserved in all his glory, because it's dead set getting to the point where it's rivaling Elton John, and it is getting to the point where you could almost imagine Elton John having a competitive tennis match against the Fed. It is getting to that kind of territory. So don't be surprised if Federer puts out a tweet asking who he should box on with, and Elton saying... You know what? Maybe I could. Maybe I would stand half a chance. And that would bring in the fans, Cutters. Maybe that's the way for the Fed to go out. But Cutters, this is a statesman of our game. Mm. This is the epitome of all you spoke about of Wimbledon, of into tradition, into the game itself. And yet he enters this tournament with some of his key rivals wanting to box on in the car park and have underground street fights. So, I mean, he's the custodian of our sport and he's looking around seeing Tennis Sangrid and Curios coming behind him and the Shapov dog who can't be stuffed laying down a challenge and prefer laying down a sick rap line. He's looking at Dominic Team, who's more worried about seeing his mum as a tattoo canvas than actually playing Grand Slams. He's seeing Zvarev. He's seeing Zvarev. I mean, he just, there is no one that this man can pass the mantle to. So, Cutters, it's a tinge of sadness, but I am excited to see the great man go out in most likely his final Wimbledon. Mm. Yeah, it truly is like a man who has been holding the torch mm. aloft for the sport for so long, Lightning, and just reaching out to pass it on and seeing a bunch of young teenage pyromaniacs ready to burn <laughs> down the stands and thinking, not yet, boys, not yet. <laughs> year after year, Grand Slam after Grand Slam. I mean, you make it look so easy, and obviously mm. it isn't. How do, how do you keep doing it? Yeah, look, uh, there's no secret behind it, you know. I mean, definitely a very talented player. Catters, <laughs> <laughs> a very important segment we move to now. That of Fed Up and Poo Down, important because as we await the grass, it is great to cast one eye towards the action and consider who will rise up, who will take that mantle that will be handed on this very slam and who will drop the torch and actually set that grass alight? Who are our poo downs amongst us who are sure to disappoint? Catters this year, you're fed up and poo down. Lightning, my fed up is not so much someone who's on an upward trajectory in any way except for her age, because I'm fed up with the fact that Venus Williams is still on tour. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> Venus is fed up with the fact that she's still on tour. It baffles me, Lightning, what 
intergalactic deal she has done with the tennis gods. How she has signed her soul away to the Medvedevil that has resulted in her remaining in purgatory, which is her being on tour, but not playing well. She's 47, 8. I don't know how old she is, Lightning, but she is reaching legit grandma territory. Absolutely. It's just... A joke. Like, why is she still showing up to all of these tournaments? She's not winning any rounds. No. And Kat, as part of me thinks the reason she's come to this Wimbledon is because I think this is the year she gets the letter from the Queen. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. I just don't understand it, Lightning. Kat, as I I suspect her intergalactic deal with the gods is partly how she got her name Venus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's all making a lot of sense to it's me now, It's making sense. But... Unlike Venus's career, it's making a lot of sense. <laughs> so it baffles me, Lightning. This was not so much a fed up as a call for help. So if any of the listeners <laughs> could just get in touch on Instagram and explain to me the logic behind the fact that Venus is still rocking around. She's not so much a tennis player as a tennis stayer, Lightning. It's a new category. <laughs> I think she has a busy life off court, and I think she just enjoys the change of ends as a chance to do some crocheting, Case. And I think, <laughs> bless her heart, which is what she's writing on the pillow at the change of ends, I think. so. And lightning my poo down, it doesn't get much better. This is me confronting you with the lead-up tournaments to Wimbledon. There's not a lot of grass tournaments available, so we understand that mm. players mm. don't have much in the way of variety to choose from. No. But I can tell you now, these lead-up tournaments are not doing their best to lure the players with the naming of their tournaments. Okay. So this week and last, we've had the Cinch Championships, okay. which <laughs> doesn't exactly... <laughs> inspire a great level of competitiveness. Although I noticed that Andy Murray was emotional after winning his first round match against some chump at the aptly titled Cinch Championships, which apparently wasn't that easy for him. Let's go up to Birmingham, landlocked Birmingham, which is the Viking classic, obvious name for that one. I would have thought that maybe one of the Scandinavian countries would have laid claim to that. But no, the Viking classic, along with its Viking ship logo, encouraging (laughs) raping and pillaging in the stands. Not my cup of tea, but clearly someone who's a marketing genius has gone, hey, guys, that whole Game of Thrones thing was really popular amongst the kids. I know. And having beheadings as a halftime show, I think, it's just... There's blood on the grass. It doesn't work. I said I was against people being progressive, but dialing all the way back to medieval times is maybe a step <laughs> too far. So if Vikings or Easy Sin Championships are not for you, Lightning, maybe you want to go to Berlin and compete in the Bet One Open, which... Oh, yes. <laughs> doesn't in any way suggest a conflict. It's a beautiful bringing together of players and shady Russians in the stands for one week of questionable results and um, profitable withdrawals. So, And I believe they were looking at getting Bet Midler to um, sponsor that one. Um. It would be better than Bet Medler, which is the person they employed to negate betting in the sport, which clearly they're not doing their job very well. I believe Bet Medler is the prerequisite to attending the tournament. Are you a Bet Medler? Okay, in you come. Another great 1980s reference, Lightning. Thank you very much. 
Got anything else for us, Lightning? Any Barbara Streisand references you want to get in before the next segment? Finally, if spot betting is not your penchant, and I hope it is, you could go a little west to Hamburg for the Bad Ombre Open, which is legit how I would pronounce the German title. What is it actually? I don't know. I think this is for all of the Mexican players that Trump tried to kick out of his country that have shown up and decided to just run a parallel tournament, some bad hombres there. Oh, so it's the bad Homburg. That's the open. That's brilliant. I thought I'd had one for dinner actually last night, a bad Hamburg. And um... <laughs> Oh, in your case, Lightning, it's a literal poo down. That's good to hear. <laughs> Cat is for me. My fed up is surprisingly in a segment for which this is actually designed, an up-and-coming tennis player. For me, Catters, it's a man we have mentioned before. It's Felix Auger Aliasim, part-time magician, part-time tennis player. This guy, Catters, is only 19 years of age. So he is born in the 2000s. He's now 21 in the world and coached by Uncle Tony. So uh, look out for those roids to really kick in mid-career. I think there's really big things coming for Auger Aliasim. So we're, of course, taking note because only a week ago, this guy took out Fed in a warm-up tournament who has been training on grass for the second half of the French Open. And he took him out, literally a man, half Federer's age. So when Federer was starting the tour, Anjou Aliasim had not been born. So, Cutters, finally, we're seeing that Anjou Aliasim, he has shelved his magic career. He's no longer playing with a magic wand. He's decided to instead adopt a tennis racket, and the results are starting to show. He pulled a rabbit out of the hat when he took out the great Fed and later said this, I thought he would be gone by the time I joined the tour, which, of course, reads, I thought he'd be dead by the time I actually started playing tennis. So, Angier Aliasim, for your wonderful victory, but totally inappropriate jibe at a man who is farewelling our tour, I give you my fed up. So, I believe Fed actually approached him after the match and asked him if, with his magic skills, he could put a competitive career back together. So, we'll see whether (laughs) Angier Aliasim still has the magic touch. Incredible effort from Felix, but also incredible effort from Uncle Tony Lightning, who I don't think gets Mm. enough props. I ate his muesli Mm. bars for most of my childhood, and look at the (laughs) physical specimen I have turned into today. But it feels like he's playing the long game, Lightning. He's given up on Rafa, but he's now recruiting some of these young bucks. And like you said, getting them on the juice, getting them to actually wave a racket rather than a magic wand. That's not exactly revolutionary, Felix, you But he's got this group of young upstarts that he's going to actually send out to take out the other two members of the big three so that Rafa's legacy can be preserved. It's beautiful. I imagine Uncle Tony with the big black witch's hat just standing out the front of Wimbledon saying, fly away, my pretties. (laughs) But in Spanish, which is maybe less charming, more creepy, I don't know how it's working out in my head, but we'll figure that out later. Oh, very good, Catters. And I would have thought, Lightning, you would welcome a 1930s film reference to make yours seem a little more contemporary. I was about to welcome you to the great land of cultural references, Catters. You're getting on board. You're getting on board. And I appreciate that. You might even feature as a fed up in these coming episodes. Thank you. Stay tuned. But Catters, my poo down 
is David Goffin, the 30-year-old Belgian who currently is world number 13 and somewhat underrated on the tour, who very sadly has slipped and hurt his ankle in his opening round match this week at one of the aforementioned grass tournament scatters. And as a result, he's been forced to withdraw from Wimbledon. So a poo down from that respect. But it's more catters about this bloke's clumsiness. Mm. We need to put the microscope cutters on a bloke who is having some bizarre luck. In 2017, he caught his foot in the tarp on the stadium court at the French Open and had to retire from that event <laughs> and then withdraw from Wimbledon. In 2018, Catters, he was hit in the eye and injured by a ball deflecting off his own racket. <laughs> And had to withdraw. It is just getting comical, Catters. And I think he's getting sick of starting his matches and hearing the Benny Hill music start up. <laughs> it is getting ridiculous. They've started, Catters, to employ the funniest home video show sound effect man at his matches for all his stumbles and trips. Boing. I actually think Goffin might be a sound effect in Belgium. I think Goffin... <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard he missed the uh, bad ombre tournament last year because he fell over and landed his head in a bucket and then <laughs> somehow walked across a, a number of scaffoldings and off a plank of a 30-story building into a vat of acid. Uh, he's horribly disfigured, but he's in good spirits. <laughs> Maybe the UTS was onto something, Cutters, when they named him the Wall. Not because of his solid defence, but it's his main nemesis off court, having walked into four of them <laughs> on, on his way to the court. <laughs> Tennis 2.0. Catters, it is Tennis 2.0, a chance for us to think how tennis just needs to address some of its blind spots. What is it for Wimbledon this year, Catters? Well, Lightning, I'm still shocked, stunned and saddened by the women that made the quarterfinals at Roland Garros because I can't remember who the freak any of them are. It feels like it was all but a dream. And I'm pretty sure they don't remember being there either. Such was the forgettable nature of this draw. So I'm really concerned for women's tennis going forward, Lightning, that if we can't even remember who the freak made the Grand Slam finals a couple of weeks ago, how are we going to go when they're all wearing the same outfit? Yes. And they're all wearing white, and they all end with an over or a wang. <laughs> Not describing them physically, just... The names, and there's going to be a lot of problems to differentiate. We need individual brands. We need players who the public can get behind Lightning. But if from rank five to 55 all seem identical to us, it's going to be like going yeah. to the set of The Handsmaid's Tale, Lightning. And I'm worried. <laughs> Although I haven't seen that series, I hope based on the poster I saw, the reference is fitting. And in 20 years' time, I'd be more than happy to reference it, Catters, personally. <laughs> um. So, Lightning, what I came to think about was the UTS. Ah, oh, yes. Um, Have you seen a doctor about that, Catters? <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
the way that they were able to build brands for individuals was yes. stunning. It was a great way to make these players memorable. Unfortunately, I can't actually recall most of those players, <laughs> Lightning. So I was wondering whether you could maybe just give us a quick... <laughs> Let me do the heavy lifting. And Cutters, do you mind if I get the login for the chat? Have you got that handy? Can you just... Yeah, absolutely. It's username Boris Becker. Password Ginger Donut. Got it. Just punching that in. Oh no! I I just put ginger donut in Google rather than the Shad Institute, and it's not pretty. Avert your eyes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm back with it. Got it. Catters, here's some of the recent UTS names. Alexi Poprin was the sniper. Mm-hmm. Alexander Zverev. What was he? Give us a guess. Uh Sasha Shame. Yeah. No. The Lion. Of course. The Lion. Yes. Alex the Demon Demonure. Dan Evans was known as the Viper Catters. And on his description, Catters, it notes this. Dan Evans and his lovely sense of humour were a welcome addition to the UTS field. (laughs) (laughs) And he he impressed with his cooking skills. He's a whiz with the whippersnipper. Don't mention the stroke play. (laughs) What would you think Taylor Fritz would be? Oh... No idea. Tay-Tay? No, the hot shot, Mm. apparently. So I think it's probably his left knee was shot, was a little (laughs) bit more apt after the French Open. Cutters, Christian Garin, the 24-year-old Chilean player. What do you reckon he's called? Gosh, Chris the the Miss? (laughs) (laughs) Very close. El Tanque, which means the tank. In Spanish, so I think he filled in for Bernard Tomic, I believe, at the last minute. Cut <laughs> is Diego Schwartzman. Well, I've always called him Disney Diego, but well, see, that would have been uh, much better than El Peque, which means the little. Okay. <laughs> Literally got branded the little. I mean, that is totally rubbing it in his face. <laughs> I thought that was the little pecker, to be honest. Based on... <laughs> which I think is a little too much information, to be fair. <laughs> Cutters, the backhander's favourite, Daniil Medvedev. What do you think he's called? I really don't know, Lightning. You are out of gas, Cutters, and why wouldn't you be with a name for this tennis player, the Chess Master? <laughs> okay. <laughs> did you say Chest Master or... I didn't. I went with Chess Master. It was the Chess Master, but there is a theme with pecs and chests and Cutters, Alexander Bublik. I'm a big fan of this one. Where would you go with Alexander? It's got to be boobies based on this thing, hasn't it? <laughs> boobies or pubic uh, were the two kind of options, but they went. <laughs> based on the samples they found in the locker room shower. <laughs> but no, cutters, they forwent that delicious alternative and went instead with the delicious pun of the boobic enemy. How's that? <laughs> Clutching at straws, lightning. <laughs> Wasn't it? As of course it was for Grigor Dimitrov, who was known as Grigor. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cutters, that was some of the UTS names. So what are you now suggesting happens for the women in this year's 2021 Wimbledon? I think, Lightning, we have to get a bit of showmanship around this tournament. It doesn't mean that we should be hasty in allowing the players to 
eat and drink on the court or smile. Or meet basic human needs. Yeah, fair call. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. I do think it would be nice to maybe bring in a bit of theatre by when we introduce them, adding that special name and thus branding them in a certain way so that they're memorable. Uh, yes. Good. So tell us how it works, Catters. Well, I initially thought an obvious one, for example, would be eager 100% Svantec. <laughs> because she's giving you her best, but she's also legitimately made of the right stuff. That fabric that we invested in that has single-handedly bankrolled our Indian call center for the chat, for which we have received many complaints over the last three weeks. I was thinking as well, maybe for Karolina Pliskova, we could call her week one. <laughs> because she generally only stays that long. But also you could spell it both ways, which I thought was a nice touch. Yes, and in Spanish she's known as the weak one, which I really like. <laughs> exactly. So, Lightning, I wanted to maybe run through a couple of them, but more in the presentation scenario. Okay. So let me clear the old pipes and give it a go. <clears throat> Let's, Let's get, get ready, ready to, to rumble, rumble in, in the, the jungle, jungle with... Carolina, no worries, Akuna Matova. Oh, I love it. Introducing the muscles from Brussels, Kirsten Flipkins the Bird. And hailing from the United Kingdom of mediocrity, Heather, what's on after this match? And finally on court, the never missia from Tunisia, Ons Jabba the Hits. <laughs> Please don't patronise me. I, I would have. No, no, you are. In the way you're asking, in the way you're asking your question, you are being quite disrespectful, and you are patronising me. I'm a professional competitor who did her best today. Cutters, it is time to bring this home. And of course, we do that through our super tiebreak segment in which we offer predictions which listeners are hanging on, ready to find their Russian syndicates and place their bets based on our predictions for this tournament. Cutters, we're going to see Andy Murray this year. Could it be the year of the Muzz rejoining the tour as a 34-year-old who's just got a wild card? Spanish teenager Carlos Alcaraz just got given him a wild card. And Venus Williams, who is now outside the top 100, both in ranking and in age, has therefore <laughs> had to gain a wild card into this recent tournament. So... Cutters, some exciting names there, balanced by the omissions of Nadal, Osaka, Goffin, Warinka, who has some foot problems. Cutters, who does that leave us left with? Your predictions for this year's tournament, please. Well, Lightning, I'm going to go for Daniil Medvedev in the men's. Oh, wow. I think the Medvedev earned a lot of respect on clay, which none of us expected to happen. And he no. will only be the better for that run leading into the grass court season, where I think he's a lot more suited. Mm -hmm. And he seems to be a pretty happy man at the moment, the old chess master. And for the women's, I'm tipping Iga Schwantek, wow. who we don't really know how good she is on grass, but we're about to find out. Mm. So let's see how that goes. For the dark horses, I'm going for 
The Medvedevil's countryman, the man-child, Rublev. The double Russian catters. The double Russian. Call it a little Russian birdie that whispered in my ear, but they're both in good form. Unprecedented that at the Bet One tournament in Berlin, they both ended up winning the championship, which is unheard of. But Medvedev won it, and he wasn't even entered in the tournament. I mean, it was we should have smelled a rat catters. We should have. And for the dark horse in the ladies' side, I'm going for Jennifer Brady. Just Mm. might be harking back to my childhood growing up with the Brady Bunch, but she seems like a bankable, dependable young lady of good substance and 1950s moral value. So I'm hoping she can (laughs) do something on grass. How about you, Lightning? Well, it's obvious. I'm a sentimentalist, Cutters. For me, on the men's side... Roger Federer. This is the last roll of the dice. Mm. He gave up a shot at Roland Garros. He left in the second week of a tournament, which some players are just craving to get to. And he just took his Mary Poppins umbrella and flew to the grass. And he's been training flat out. So last chance, Cutters. I'm going to cross the fingers and say Fed on the men's. On the women's, I'm going to do the same cat as Serena chasing 24. Could wow. you imagine if the fairy tale couple were able to pull this off and then forever be left sitting in the box for every chump to come through from now to eternity, whether they're in the box or not, to bow and pay homage to face the mecca of tennis in Fed and Serena and bow your respects. So, Catters, that's where I'm going. My dark horses. My grandma always said, don't follow a sinner. But for this tournament, I'm going to do just that. And back, Yannick Sinner on the men's side. Andre Eskew, Kattis, she's been in the wilderness only due to injury. She's already a slam champion. She's finding fitness if she can find that elusive fitness and capacity to stay in somewhat of a balanced, upright stance. She's a chance of playing tennis, and her Mm. tennis is good tennis. So, Kattis, she is my dark horse on the women's. Katters, in our last segment, we had the high horse segment. We won't do it for the grass. What do we want to keep an eye on for this year's tournament? Well, as you know, Lightning, I'm all about the preservation of the values of this tournament. And I'm a little concerned about people coming in willy-nilly and messing with the grass. So I want to introduce Mm -hmm. the horse that is acting out of character unpredictably, the bucking horse. The bucking bronco. And so I would like both of us to predict how many of these wild horses are going to leave their stamp on the pristine grass at Wimbledon. How many are going to smash rackets and in doing so bring back bad memories of the billiard ball scandal of the late 80s? (laughs) So I'm predicting there will be six bucking horses. Wow. Okay. So I... Kat, as I would suggest, with the French Open and the residue of the French so close to Wimbledon, I'm going to suggest there's a carryover of angst and anger. I'm going to up it. I'm going 12 bucking Broncos that need taming. Well, Street Catters, it is time to leave the dear listeners to the awaiting Wimbledon. Before we go, Catters, I, I have found myself as an Australian overlooking Ash Barty and... She left with an injury cloud at the French. She's been in rehab. And I just wouldn't mind casting an eye to whether we're going to see her and whether she's actually going to be competitive. I do have some footage here of some of her training. So she, uh, shank that one. No, that, that's that's hit her training partner in the crotch. That one, that's over <laughs> the fence. That one is, that is, 
That is horrendous. <laughs> so she is not looking good at all, Cutters. So we might put a line through that one. In other news, Kiki Burton's. She's retiring from the great sport of tennis. Mm. So it, it feels only fair. It feels only fitting that as she hangs up her sequin thong, that we just have a minute silence <laughs> for Kiki. Uh, that's probably enough. Catters, we leave you for the grass. Please, listeners, make sure you review and make sure you share this podcast and check out all the updates which will come to you daily throughout the tournament through Instagram. Look for us there at The Backhanders and, of course, on Facebook. But alas, listeners, if you're protesting against Catters' conservative values but do not come from his same class, elite status, or have his pure bloodline, then just remember to be quiet, please.